All right, so uh, two years down the road, you're hanging out. You are still living in Austin, telling jokes. Things are going pretty good lately. Uh, you you start you start your own showcase called uh, called Gabin Moore with Gabby Montemayor. You didn't pick the name. So uh, you're hosting the show. Uh, it's um, at this bar. It's a bar show. Uh, the bar is called The Chisel. The Chisel is uh, this new place in town. It's really the only good place to hear like uh, like underground <laughs> house music. That's what The Chisel is. Okay. But you've started your, your Gavin Moore show, and it's going good, man. You're starting to get like some pretty... You know, decent sized names. You have some like special unannounced guests. You know, sometimes, like uh, D- Dave Chappelle stopped by one time on like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. You've had like some local really funny people on. Things are going well. You know, um, you're in between jobs though. You have. Um, you uh, were working at this um, ad agency, but uh, you fucking had it up to here, man. You were uh, supposed to get a uh, new job there, you know, a promotion. Yeah. But uh, your boss, uh, Walter Funbag. Yeah. He uh, ended up giving it to uh, his uh, his no good uh, son-in-law God damn it. Uh, named uh, Samuel Funbags. <sighs> yeah. He actually made uh, his uh, son uh, that his son-in-law married his daughter, uh, but he made them take the the Funbag last name. Mm-hmm. So you got pretty uh, upset about that, and uh, you were like, you st- you stood up. In the middle of uh, work, you were like, I just want everyone to know that I stand for integrity and this is fucking bullshit. Who's coming with me? You leave. One guy goes with you. Uh, Why am I starting this revolution? <laughs> what, did, what did he do? <laughs> because you're fucking pissed, dude. You've had it with the fun bag family. But what did, but what did they... Why, though? Because they he... just keep, you know, they just... They, they take your work for granted. They always have. And they, and they like don't recognize, you know, the hard work that you put in. Like this is his no good son-in-law is this guy who like he's his no good son-in-law. And he knows nothing about ads. Like uh-huh. he shows up and he's just like. I super don't care enough to do that. I am not. That is a lot more work. That is very out of character for me. Right. But again, you're just you hate that. Those yes. fucking fun Got bags. It. So uh, you leave. A guy uh, comes with you. Um, Theodore. What's Theod- his name? We his all, name is, all eight of us. His name is Theodore Rotten. Get in the car. <laughs> and so um, you, le- uh, you leave. So other than that, um, you're doing okay. Like I said, you're kind of in between jobs. One day um, you're hanging out. You're figuring out like. Your schedule for the next week, 
who's going to come on the show, what shows am I doing, stuff like that. Suddenly there's a, a knock on the door. What do you do? I'm going to go answer the door. So you answer the door, and there's um, <laughs> a guy there wearing a uh, black suit. He's got black sunglasses. You look at him, and you know there's no fucking eyeballs in that mm-hmm. guy's head. He goes, uh, delivery, hands you a uh, manila envelope. He's like, see you later. He leaves. You're like, all right, whatever. The envelope feels like somehow like almost like it feels heavy in your hands. You know, it's yeah. uh, cold to the touch. I'm going to open that envelope. You open it up. Take out uh, the paper. Let's read it. What's it say? It says, um, meet me behind the RBM Food Mart. 3.30. What time is it? 310. Let's do it. Where are we? Let's get there. Get in the car. You uh, jump into the car. We're going. You fucking uh, pedal to the metal. You get to the RBM Food Mart right at 3.30. Did he say where to meet him or do I just have to get out? It just says like behind the RBM Food Mart. Okay, yeah, here we are. I'm parking. I'm getting out of my car. You park. You walk behind uh, the building and standing there is this guy and he's kind of striking looking. He is wearing like uh sort of like a like a like a nineteen twenties like a overcoat, you know, like a detective mm-hmm. type of thing. It's covered in question marks. I appreciate a good coat. Thank yeah. you for including that detail. And it looks thank you. It looks expensive, dude. Mm. Mm. He's wearing a um a pendant with a uh, raven on it. Okay. <laughs> less loving this look a little less. He has, without a doubt, the worst Maryland accent you've ever heard mm. in your life, dude. Son of a bitch. Can we hear the accent, Pat? He goes, uh, he goes, hey, what's up, Gabby? He goes, my, I'm shit <laughs> He Steve. does? What? <laughs> he does something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He goes, shithead Steve's my name. Anyway, hun, thanks. Thanks for, I guess you got my letter. And again, his accent when you were uh, seven years old, you uh, went uh, hunting. Oh. Your, um, your older brother, Xavier, <laughs> took you hunting. And um, you guys were like, went out to the woods. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's some, some deer here. And uh, he's like, anyway... So he's kind of like showing you how to like shoot and stuff like that and showing you how to track and stuff like that. And then he goes, um, hey, um, okay, we're good to go. So he kind of like <laughs> is walking through the walking through the woods with you. And uh, you're kind of like annoyed. Like you don't want to be there. You're like, this sucks. Why are we doing this? And then he turns like you keep like kind of like whining at him because, you know, you're a little kid. You don't know what's going on. And he's like, Xavier's like, well, you know what? Gabby, if you don't want to be here, and he doesn't finish the sentence uh, because a bear comes from behind him and uh, puts his uh, jaws around his head. Oh no! And so the trauma. What do I? What's happening? So so what happens is you hear uh, the the 
the screams of your dying brother, Xavier. I'm jumping on this bear. Well, the point On the that, back of the bear, and then I'm going to fucking go raw to the neck. So you actually do jump on the back of the bear, and uh, you had a uh, like a little knife that your brother Xavier yeah. had given you before uh, he met his vicious my end. My needle. And uh, you rake that fucking knife across that bear's throat. And it just so happens to be like the correct angle to hit like a major artery. And it uh, immediately like dies mm-hmm. and falls over. And so nice. you're, nice. Uh, you're trapped underneath the um, the body of the bear and uh, what remains of uh, your brother for uh, for 24 hours before you're found. Oh, but that's warm. It's pretty warm. The point is, is that... It keeps me alive. It keeps me alive. The and sound that I am thankful. of your brother's screams, his death throes, it's not nearly as bad as this guy's Maryland accent. Like, it is fucking... Okay. You think to yourself, I'd what rather... What a metaphor. Wow. I'd rather watch, you know, everyone I ever met die than hear this guy talk. It's pretty bad. He's like... He goes... I need a favor. What? What? He goes. He goes on to tell you that uh, the Lanolex Corporation has stolen something that uh, that belongs to him. He can't go anywhere near, you know, their headquarters because you know. He goes. We don't really get along. So what he's asking you to do is to uh, steal this personal artifact back. What is it? It's a uh, it's a f- autographed uh, photo of Cal Ripken Jr. Let's do it. Step one. What do I do? So he goes. In return, I'll answer any question you have, hun. All right. I don't. That's not. Thank you. I'll do it anyway. I'll do it for free. He goes. He looks you dead in the eye. And he goes, his like accent suddenly like drops for a second. He goes, thank you. So he gives you a a piece of paper that has like the plan on it or whatever. And then he goes, all right, hon, I'll meet you back here tomorrow, 3.30. And he kind of like um, just disappears in a puff of Old Bay seasoning. So you look down at the the paper, and basically uh, the plan is they do like, you know, like public tours of this place. Uh, so basically, he needs you to go on a public tour and um, sweet talk your way to the lost and found. He goes, and then it says in it, and somehow even though it's like written down, you can still tell that whoever wrote this has the shittiest Maryland accent that you've ever heard in your life. You clearly smell like Natty Bow beer on the, uh, on the document. So, um, so what do you do? Do you do it? Do you go to, uh, yeah. So you go on the tour, you show up, Hey, this is a great screenplay. If you just, if you wanted to read your screenplay to me, you could have just asked buddy. I would have, I would have gladly read it with you. You didn't have to call it a podcast recording, Pat. So, hey, Pat, I support you and your creative endeavors, and I think this is good. Hell yeah! Continue. I do too. So you go there, 
Yeah, uh, they have like a a tour, you know, going on. The tour guide, it's like, hey, uh, my name is Melvin Fibbins, and uh, welcome to the Lanolax Corporation. This is how we do it. Starts playing in the background, and uh, they start, and people are like into it, dude. The, like it turns out that like everybody on that tour like just loves that song, so people were it's a fucking. Bop. Yeah, it's a real bop. It's always been. It, ne- it will. It will never not be a bop. You say that out loud. Eventually, everyone starts chanting, "Never not be a bop. Never not be, be a, a bop. bop. Never not." So after everyone calms down, you're all kind of like that was fucking weird. Uh, after everybody calms down, uh, he begins the tour, and he's like. You know, showing people around. He's like, yeah, over here, uh, down this hallway. We, well, we don't talk about that hallway, but uh, if you look down here, we have uh, water fountains that have soda in them. And people are like, oh, cool. They never actually get around to tell you what it is that they do there. They just kind of show you around. Um, At the end of uh, the tour, he's like, uh, all right, well, anyone have any questions? Um, I left something on the last tour. My wallet, can can you show me the lost and found? And he goes, huh, I'd be fucking glad to. He uh, he says, he says fuck. Yep. He, uh, so he's like, all right, bye, everybody. And he uh, walks you over to the lost and found. He's like, yeah, it's actually on the. Wait, uh, what am I supposed to be looking for, though? The autograph picture of. Oh, uh, yeah. Cal Ripken Jr. So he takes you. Um, smart. He's like, oh. She's a smart gal. There you go. He takes you to the lost and found. Um, it's on the. uh <laughs> 400th floor. Wow. What a view. What's that view like, Pat? You look out when you're going up because it takes a minute. It it, it takes you about 15 minutes. Is it a glass elevator? It's a clear glass elevator. What a beautiful. Like it's that thing where you look down. What a rare experience. This is cool. You look down and you're like, oh, fuck. It looks like I'm just standing on nothing. This is a great scene, Willy Wonka. Basically, yeah. And so it takes you about 15 minutes to um, to get to the lost and found. You guys are both sitting there. Do you say anything to him? Uh, yeah, we. I chatted up. We're gonna we're gonna get to be friends. It's we're in close quarters for a while. Might as well enjoy each other's company. I'll start. I don't know, just small talking. Sure. He's like, oh, uh, what do you? So so what is it that you do, Miss? Um, I'm a nurse. And he goes, uh, oh, well, he goes, hello, nurse. And as soon as he says that, you can tell he regrets it. He's like, fucking, his face turns bright red. Mm -hmm. You guys don't talk for the rest of the uh, the trip. You face the front and I sit back here. Um, You get to the uh, 400th floor. Cool. You finally walk out. He goes, yeah, the lost and found is uh, just right around the corner. So he takes you there and uh, it's like this vault. You're looking at this vault. And he goes, uh, all right, well, um, here's a lost and found. He goes, but the only way to get in is to tell a secret about yourself. And he goes, and don't lie. But in your head, you're like, you know, I can clearly lie. I've been lying, bro. Yeah. So what do you tell him? You know what? For shits and gigs, I'm going to tell him a real secret. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. What secret am I going to tell him? You want to say? I'm going to think about it. Give me a second. I, I was listening to your screenplay. Um, Wow. So you, I kind of like sit there and it's like 
kind of awkward because again, there's since that whole hello nurse thing, he's just it's just been like very tense between you guys, and uh, he's kind of sitting there and he's like, so, um, do you do you like Rick, uh, Rick and? Never mind. No. He just gives up immediately. This guy has is so awkward. He's got no game at all. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. Do Poor you have guy. a secret? Oh, I thought we moved on past that. Oh no. Oh gosh. Um, my secret is I have a mole between my toes, and that's. He takes out a notebook and he like writes it down and he like mouths the words. He's like mole between toes, and he goes, "Hell yeah." The vault opens, and there's like a whole bunch of like stuff in there. And he goes, "All right, well, what are you, what are you looking for exactly?" And that's when I tell him the truth, and I'm like, "You know what I'm actually here for is a Cal Ripken Jr. baseball card." But I couldn't tell you that earlier because it's so valuable. You would lie about even having it, and you would never bring me here, so I could never retrieve it. That's what I'm here for. You know, that's what I'm here. There it is. I got it. I see it. Thank you very much. And then I walk out. He's like, "Okay." You actually like walks back with you. And then we get back in the elevator. You go down the elevator. He like looks like the elevator and like looks at you and he just goes like, right. just go. Yeah. You're just going by yourself. Cool. And uh, he takes uh, the, ele- uh, the elevator next to you. But what happens is because he doesn't want another awkward conversation, but because of their glass elevators, you just are looking at them the entire time that you're going down. You can see the other elevator. I just turn the other way. It's another 15 minutes. Yeah, cool. I light up a joint. You light up a joint and you just like walk into the lobby and people kind of like look over. Uh, As Shania Twain's man, I feel like a woman plays over the loudspeaker. Hell yeah. And everyone's like looking and people notice. (laughs) People are looking and they're like, that girl's got a joint, that girl's got a joint, girl's got a joint. They're talking about it. And uh, as you walk out, you hear this kid go, extra, extra. Woman has drugs. Like it's just this little kid with like a newspaper with your face on it. It has your face on it, but it's like, it's actually the face of your driver's license. So you're like, that's a little weird. And uh, you end up leaving. Do you go back to the RBM Food Mart? Yeah, I'm going to complete the mission. You go back and uh, shithead Steve is like hanging out there. And he sees you and his eyes light up. He goes, did you found fi- get the kale card? So Yeah, I got it. He goes, he pulls out like a, a case of a natty bow and just fucking shotguns one, tosses you one. Dope. You uh, do you do you drink the na- the beer that he gave you? I'll take a sip. You take a sip. It's the worst beer you've ever had in your yeah, life. But you're like, okay, it's whatever. Good, but I'm not rude. So uh, you give him the card and he goes, all right, Gabby. And he goes, are you sure you don't have a question you want me to answer? Yeah, I'll ask you one thing. He goes, go ahead. Tell me, what's the meaning of life? And he goes, oh, that's a tough one. And he goes, all right, Gabby, meet me back here tomorrow at two in the afternoon. Wait, you have to go do research? Yeah, he goes, I, I, he goes I gotta go figure it out, but give me 24 hours and I'll have the meaning of life. Dude, this is just a con by a PhD student? Is that what this is? He just disappears. Just a PhD student with a weird grift? He disappears. You smell crab cake on the air. You're, I love crab cake. All right, Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. See I you bet. tomorrow, 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 yeah. tomorrow. 
So you're like, all right, this has been kind of a weird day. And um, you go home, uh, you go to sleep, uh, you dream of a howling void, uh, you wake up the next day, and you kind of go about your day, you know, you uh, watch some TV, uh, you watch the show uh, Chunks. Uh, Chunks is about these two guys, Howie and Chip, who just like break things. Cool. Uh and, and Jackass. Yeah, basically. In this episode, they uh, oh, they knock down me. they knock down the Eiffel Tower. So uh, two o'clock rolls around. Do you go to the RBM Food Mart to find the meaning of life? Hell yeah. You go there and go behind it, and behind there is the mangled dead body of shithead Steve. Oh no. He is there. I am creating a trail of death and destruction. He has been like clearly stabbed like all throughout his butt. One of his eyeballs is just gone. You know, somebody's got it out for me and my, and my, and my learning, my learning and my ability to reach Nirvana intellectually. is being thwarted by somebody with more knowledge than me. It's very like Voldemort, Harry Potter situation. You think that to yourself? I am Harry Potter, yeah. but cuter and cooler. And this person who keeps killing all these other people that are about to give me the key to the next level. Yeah. They're so all getting off. You kind of like think all that to yourself because you're like, holy shit, you don't my know what to do. My mind's blown. Your mind's I'm blown. My shit. And you see that he is a, his pendant with the, uh, the raven's head on it is like glowing. It's not a good necklace. Do you touch it? No way. But I'm gonna like grab, like pick it up and like put it in. You know what I mean? I have like yeah. a, I have like a little tote bag. So yeah, you pick it up and you hear the recorded uh, voice of Shithead Steve being killed, and he goes, "Oh no, this hurts so bad." He goes, "Oh hun, oh Gabby, this is traumatizing." He goes, "Why'd you? Why? This is your fault, Gabby. Why'd you have? This didn't have to happen." Then he goes, "Oh," and then turns out the meaning alive. Is to have a good time. Cool. Good answer. And, and so good like, answer. Worth it. Yeah. So you're like. Worth it to know now. Yeah. It feels I'm glad like he a- died. I'm so glad shit had seen it. That if I got that knowledge, I'm so glad he's fucking dead. Yeah. Because that's a good lesson to learn at 28 years old. Hell yeah. Now I'm going to just have a good fucking time. Yeah, dude. Give up. So you go like you tell that, d- that day you have like the most fun day of your life because you realize like this is the meaning of life. It's a party. To- yeah. So you go like uh, like parasailing. Mm. Uh, uh, you fucking do laser tag. You go bowling. Like You just have a. You That's have- not what I would do, but I understand why those are the best things that you could. Yeah. You have like a bunch of margaritas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I love Margs. You have always loved Margs. Yeah. And it's Margarita Monday, baby. Hell yeah, bitch. So, um, you go Margarita home. Monday. Yeah. You go home and uh, you, uh, you know, walk, close the door. And uh, suddenly there's a knock at the door. What do you do? I'm going to answer the fucking door. Standing there is shithead Steve. He's like, I'm reborn. <laughs> Just like that. He goes, I can find the answer to anything, but it kills me. But don't okay. worry. I, I I come back every time. You're but expendable. Good to know, Steve. Good to know. He goes, being born hurts worse than death. They, they don't tell you that. <laughs> he goes, anyway, just wanted to let you know uh, that, that I'm all right. And I'm going to go down and go with some coffee. See you later. Okay. You can like walk up, near, up nearby. There's like a Starbucks in your, you know, mm-hmm. neighborhood. You close the door. You turn around, and standing there is a man. 
Without a doubt, he is the baldest man that you've ever seen in your life. Like, you've clearly met bald people throughout your life, but... Mm-hmm. Looking right at him. This one. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this, this one is like... You look at it, and the thought of hair even touching it seems like sacrilege. It's like a joke, yeah. Yeah. It's like Bruce Willis. He's got his eyes are the deepest blue that you've ever seen in your fucking wet life. Yeah, I'm bit. wet. Yeah, no, for I'm sure. wet. Yeah, continue. I love a baldy. He's got uh, like <laughs> sh- like several rows of uh, <laughs> shark's teeth in his mouth. Cute. And he's wearing, without a doubt, the sharpest suit that you've ever seen in your fucking life. What color life. is it? And what material is it? It's dark blue. You look at it, the, the material, it's almost like it's like breathing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You look at that. Gills. It's blue gills. You're looking at <laughs> this suit. A suit of blue gills. <laughs> a blue gill suit. <laughs> you look at it and you think to yourself, empires have... Died for yeah, a suit cool. like this. It's great. He goes, "Hello, Gabby. My name is Ice Bones Jones. Cute. Head of communications for the Lanalax Corporation." He goes, "Where's Shithead Steve?" He goes, "Where is he?" I don't know. He died. He goes, "Yeah, he he died." We and he kind of like smiles and he goes, "Oh, I know all about that." He goes, but uh, I have reason to believe that he's uh, come into contact with you in the past uh, 24 hours. Where is he? I don't know. I actually truly don't know. Um, Sorry, buddy. But, hey, have I told you that that bald head is really doing something to me? He goes, (laughs) he goes, I know. And then he uh, slices your throat. <laughs> Thank God. Scene. And scene. <laughs> you fucking die. But the last thing you see before you die is you look over at like the uh, the, the wall where, as your like blood drips down it. And for a second, it looks just like a rose. And then he uh, kicks uh, the head off your body. It goes crashing uh, through the window and... Uh, Hits a uh, war hero in the chest and he dies of a heart attack. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Can I just say that was a riveting and emotional experience? And if that is not a feature film in the next three years, I'm going to be really pissed. It won't be. Oh, man. <laughs>